Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of finding that there's actually 125 million platforms in the fringe system. At least for right now. You can always change it if you want. Just turn the machine back on. Turn it off and then back on again. Yeah. Okay. So you have this T prime platform, engineering platform. I'm going to use the term engineering because it doesn't fall into the normal shape or whatever. And you've got all these 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 portals, okay? And so, you know, you're going to have areas on that platform that are likely to be like, you know, countries. And you're going to have trade between uh, worlds that they connect to uh, and their resources. You know, they're basically, they're going to claim, I don't know, maybe 20 portals because they're pretty close together, you know, and this, this is our country and... And if they need to fall back, they can. But, you know, um, they also have all the resources coming from those worlds. Instead of it being like Earth Prime, where Earth Prime's a little different because we did the big, everybody, you know, uh, who, who's fringeworthy can join IDED. And, and almost nobody does because they have better things to do with their lives than to risk themselves on, on some weird alien platform travel thing, you know? Yeah. So. That's why I said that, uh, you know, in uh, Infinite Crossroads, uh, uh, that there probably would never be more than 5,000 uh, active Fringeworthy uh, in Earth Prime, uh, uh, the, the IDET, at any time. Oh, yeah. Because- well, yeah, because we figured out, and, okay, one in 100,000, if you got 7 billion people on your planet, that's 70,000. Now, out of those 70,000, and again, John Ryer did the math on this years ago. I you did. got people who, oh, I thought you, okay. I thought no, it was me. <laughs> okay. You had people who are too young, too old, too psychologically unfit, too physically unfit, and just all these other factors. And yeah, that 70,000 is going to whittle down. And just didn't want to do it. Oh, yeah, that that's part of it. They're just like, no, you can't pay me enough. I'm not leaving my family yeah. behind, my friends, everything I know yeah. to explore some great unknown that you people don't even know what the hell is going on. Right. No, I'm, making, I'm not going. I'm making 200K a year sitting behind this desk. You know, right. Uh, why Why would I give that up? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, to get, but, to get but you could explore by- the universe. And they're like, you could further humanity's knowledge. And <laughs> let's somebody, here's a, you know. Here's a $100,000 check. I make, what, did you not hear the $200,000 a year that I, yeah. Yeah, as you have said so many times, Trav, he says, you notice I said that's something you can do. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm getting, you know, he's throwing my own words back at me. I okay, know. we're at this level. We're, right. Well, 20, no, what, 20 years, you and me? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, out of, it, it's out of blackmail. It's no longer out of nicety, folks. Um <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, like I said, okay, so you're going to have basically nations, in a sense, you know, uh, or maybe closer to the demilitarized zones in Berlin, you know, after, you know, during the Cold War. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they do trade amongst themselves, but they also, you know, there's, it would be a great place to set up some kind of crazy, uh, you know, a Cold War type thing, because each of these groups you know, they could be religiously different. They could be politically different. Uh, you know, uh, okay, and of I'm, course- I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out here because I know that on this moon-sized platform at T Prime, you would have. Oh, let's say, let let's just do an arbitrary number: ten thousand portals. Just an um, arbitrary number, pulling it out. Of sure. Um, I would say that a bunch of those portals would go to the various continents and locations on T Prime. So, yeah, you would have, okay. Which no longer are, go to anywhere. Oh, yeah, but I mean back in the day. Originally, yes. Yeah, you would have, okay, these 50 portals are for this part of the, you know, the eastern part of continent A. These 7,000 are for, you know, the opposite side of the continent. 
oh, the continent's on the opposite side of the world. Here's, you know, another 300 for this little municipality. Oh, for the capital of T prime, they get, you know, this number. Yeah, I could see where you would have that and it would help them facilitate trade on that world. And because I'm sure that the big system was made much later. Oh, yeah. They didn't. I know that because they didn't have the Commonwealth. It was just the Termellern going out saying, oh, there are alternate Earths everywhere. Yeah, the Commonwealth was really the the, the engineering platform in T-Prime. Well, because I'm looking here, uh, once they did that, the big moon-sized platform, uh, 10 years to develop technology, navigate the fringes, and there were a lot of experimental platforms. The whole node setup that we all know and love, that was over years and years and possible, let's see, decades. Mm-hmm. As you go away from the T-Prime platform, you're still going to be seeing very non-standard platforms for the primes of the worlds that they radiated out from it it, it's going to take a while before it starts you're going to notice the gradation toward the standard node format that we know and love today right and i said it took them a hundred thousand years to do that so uh yeah yeah because they couldn't support the level of commerce that the commonwealth had that's when they made the big system where sure and i can imagine the big system there would not be like a massive portal with the God tech that the Commonwealth had. You would just and and I'm sure probably they all had like computer. Everybody for the Commonwealth probably had. Well, it wouldn't be computers. They'd have organic stuff in their head because they were all biotech. You could think, yeah, you know what? I want to go and it would just teleport you from where you are to where you want to go anywhere in the multiverse. Right. I don't yeah. I don't see like portals like. The fringe paths were. Remember, the fringe paths were the Jeffries tubes of the Commonwealth. Engine that was an engineer uh, form of transportation. Right. Citizens. That was when something was going wrong with the big system, and you needed to get in the back door. Yeah, and the big system, the citizens could just either touch a button, or if they had, you know, an organic computer in their head, which God tech they would. It would be almost. I wouldn't say hive mind, but no, not at all, because you would have. Where, the Temeller, yeah. the Temeller were totally against telepathy, yeah. except for the Meller. Yeah. And it was touch telepathy for them. Yeah. But I would still see, let's say I was a citizen of world 153 of the Commonwealth. And I go, I say to my, like my grandma would say, I say to myself, self, I want to go see this world and check out the, the particular life forms there because I want to, I've heard about them and access to be granted. You just teleport there and you'd be there. Oh, look, mm-hmm. I'm in this, you know, zoo that has these things that the Commonwealth set aside. Oh, look, they set up a habitat and all oh, that's cute. And I can write a report. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I never saw portals for the big system. It's just it teleported you right. as per your request. Exactly. And, you know, and we, when we talked about things like, you know, big like a big concert or something like that, you know, they you know, if, if you wanted to have a sandwich, they probably you probably just went back home and had your sandwich and then it just came back. Yeah. I mean, there, or you, know, you could have the sandwich teleported to you there at the concert too. Well, yeah, give theoretically, me, but then you have, the, ha- yeah, but then you have the trash, you know, and, and, and maybe, maybe just, you know, good, good, you know, uh, you know, being a polite attendee to, to a, a acid rock <laughs> concert. Well, yeah. You know, the common, the Commonwealth, I think will remember they were all of a high enough level of, um, ethics because you had to have that kind of in order to be a member of the commonwealth in the first place you know the right. three rules plus you know getting getting yourself out of slavery you know at the most you'd have indentured servitude to be temporary so i think the commonwealth would have the general ethics of we'll use the old term and i'm dating my you know the be kind please rewind pick it up for the sake of just being a nice person not because I don't even think they'd have that because there would be no trash. Even the the wrapper your sandwich comes in is biodegradable with just a little bit of water. Yeah. (laughs) There is no trash. You feel free to throw it on the ground. It'll just fertilize the soil and and be gone within five minutes. Or you'd have the stick figures, not the Melor. The Kellor. The Kellor would be, you know. Queller. Oh, yeah. Queller? Yeah. Yeah. Queller. Queller. With a Q. Yeah, I know, but I, I... because there's no you there, I, I say it with a K. Uh, <laughs> I just I see it as like okay. I, I, I always would, thought of it as Queller. Okay. okay, but I would think that the Queller would serve as 
sanitation for, you know, just, well, we don't want it to biodegrade right away. We have we have determined with our algorithm that this grass is properly nutrient full. So, yes. Well, you know, because yeah, number they... 53, you know, go and pick up that trash and put it in a take it to a place where nutrients are needed. You know, uh, yeah. or eat it. They would go be a house somewhere. Yeah, yeah, well, they, considering yeah. how they were into, you know, uh, engineered biotech, you know, probably your wrapper, you just drop it on the ground and it basically sprouts legs or scurries over, <laughs> combined, okay, with more, combined with more trash, <laughs> turns itself into a little trash guy, and then it, run, and then it chase, runs over and jumps in this little, into his little house, which is the garbage collection station. And now I'm seeing the, <laughs> now I'm seeing the book Mongoose, uh, publishing Epic Monsters, the Trash Colossus, and that's all it is: is the Tremellard bio, biodegradable trash. Never make that sound again. The biodegradable trash. <laughs> and I can imagine Bruce having the hands up, you know, at his place down there, you know, fingers curled like a yeah. Uh, but no, you would have the Trash Colossus is like this is what happens when biotech goes horribly awry. Yeah, no, uh, that's what happens when it goes right because it also plays with the kids. It's a giant trash playground. We here at Gaming on the Frontier podcast do not condone your children playing around in trash heaps. Let's just get that out of the way now. But, but again, this is a Commonwealth trash heap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's, it's, it's not been evil, engineered it's to just, be nice to yeah, you and play with your yeah. kids. Bioengineered to be able to play with your kids, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but no, I would see that the big system was a big system. I would see it would not be just for transporting of goods and resources here, there, and everywhere. It would be modern. I mean, the big system would be the big system. I'm seeing it controlling weather, um, uh, 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 vehicle movement, because there would be people who still, let's say they're relatively new to the Commonwealth. Well, we still want our hover cars. Well, it's fine. We just have these biotech hover cars that just eat waste materials from the atmosphere, and you never have to refuel them. You can still fly around in your air cars just now, you're not using fusion or anti-grab or whatever. It just, it runs on oxygen yeah. from the, yeah. And so, yeah, you would have traffic regulation. You would have um, environmental controls. No, when I, I, I've been thinking about the big system all this time that we've been talking about here on the podcast, that, oh no, it's not just for transport. It would be running everything. I could see when the big system was shut down by the Termelon when they, as, as I would say, took their ball and went home. They, the big system, the world's collapsed not just because they didn't have the big system to pull stuff to and from. It's also, oh, crap, we don't have our, you know, climate control and we don't have our our navigation, our, our GPS to run our vehicles around all over the place. All of those worlds went into chaos, not just because they were cut off from the rest of the Commonwealth. They had issues of their own. They had to do, oh, crap, how are we going to control our vehicles? Oh, there's a storm coming. We won't get diverted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of bad things happened when the big system went down. But so, yeah, I, I, I see that as the big system is it just didn't cover. Yeah. Bring me a carton of eggs from all 362.45. Oh, thank you. And they are the color I like even. Thank you. You know. Oh, it's based on your previous purchases. Yeah. Or or requests, I mean, we'll say. Remember, it was a post-scarcity society. So. I, I could see newer additions to the Commonwealth, or oh, those worlds still in like you know like a probation period, not having client, full client access. Status, yeah. yeah, client yeah. status, yeah. not having full access. The but, further you were down from from actual full status, the easier it would have been for them to recover. Yeah, yeah, because they weren't so intertwined with it. Yeah, they probably still had to use their own vehicles for everything. But yeah, right. you know, there was like a few trade stations on each continent where they could you know access the big system for trade and stuff like that. But they would still have to travel to the other side of the planet mm -hmm. to get yeah, to it, you know, like exactly. yeah, because you know, uh, I mean, these worlds are coming into the Commonwealth at any all different times. So therefore, you know, it's just like you imagine happening to our world. I mean, you know, our entire you know economic system would be just totally disrupted. Our you know our entire you know, I mean, the first question that always comes up is is that who's going to fix anything if everybody if nobody needs to work. Yeah, and, because if, if we're all, let's say this big system is in charge of repairs and everything, well, after a while... Well, I wouldn't say it is. I would say that it's, it's, it, it would provide materials to the creatures that are the fixers or whatever. And the yeah. Dweller, 
are probably the number one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and maybe some of the trees were, and maybe individuals might like doing that. They, they, they just like, you know, uh, you know, working on cars or whatever like that. So they do, you know, um, but the point is, is that until you get to the point where you've got that, that infrastructure in place, then the only thing the big system could do is give you a new car if your car breaks. Yeah. I, I don't think it would be like replacing the parts for you. I think it'd just say, oh, your car broke, here's a new one. Yeah, and then you just take the scrap and recycle it on another world. And, oh, yeah, they, we use the parts from, you know, Joe 3843's car, and we use them, refurbish them or rebuilt them or whatever, reconstituted them for Kate Seven's car over on this world. Yeah. yeah. Reduce, reuse, recycle. And of course, everything's biotech in the Commonwealth anyways. The more, okay, if you have the three client, the three prerequisites, you get the best tech. The client status, if you, and again, I have it here on you know, page 45. World government period of peace where you rearm but don't restart the conflict and minimum standard of living for all sentients on the planet. And then they also said um, indentured servitude, not slavery. So if you had all four of those, you got all the toys from the Commonwealth. But if you only had, you know, one out of the four or more, you still would have lower tech. And therefore, the big system wouldn't be as inundating into your world and culture and lifestyle as it would be for the old school Commonwealth worlds. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they refer to it as client status. Yeah, and I, which is what I to Mellorn that was number option number two. That was Earth was going to become a client of the Tamellern. and yeah, that, and I personally didn't like that idea at all. So. Well, no, if you if you were the big boy in the block, and all of a sudden these benevolent acting humanoid bear cats are coming in and treating you like your children, oh no, I'd be angry too. I'd be like, wait, hold it, uh, home court advantage here. Step back, son. You know. Yeah, do you know it, how it, much work I went through to <laughs> to even yeah, let you do this? Yeah, but there's yeah. 70 billion of them, according That's to true. Yeah. four, and we only yeah. have nine billion currently. We made it to nine. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're at nine. I thought we just only made it to eight, but yeah, still we're outnumbered eleven to one. Yeah, yeah, and 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 advanced tech, advanced you know knowledge because all Tremelin are pretty much immortal; they're immune to aging and disease. So yeah. It's it's what um, what's that phrase? Nick Fury, the hopelessly, hilariously outgunned. And because remember, the Termeller did learn to rebuild. And even though it's all non-lethal, still, it's like, yeah, they could just and just the entire human populace could be stunned and just, oh, no, now. Yeah, we're on Earth Prime. No, we put you on a world over here. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just that that second option. Unless the GM was really wanting to do a really weird thought experiment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see. As long as they don't make them dance, that's all I ask. Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I I just see the the big system as a lot more than we had just thought. I mean, everybody probably just thought it was portals in every city and all that. No, no, no. It, it, It got much deeper and much more ingratiated into the culture and the world that had it and it would just depend on how far along you were in membership status so yeah it's pretty much of a wish system yeah 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 yeah. so and that's why they have manufacturing worlds to make material make items that the big system would transport rather than like i say growing them from from you know nanotech or whatever like that because and let because unless you um you know, had the ability to also control time, uh, some things would take a while to grow, even from nanotech, you know, you know, so therefore you wouldn't be able to get that almost instant response that uh, everyone got used to with the big system. I would, I, I, I mean, unless you're asking for something truly weird or, or customized, yeah. Yeah, so. I would think, well, let's see. I would also think that two things, one, there are wor- well, we already know there are worlds that have differing time rates. There's the one world where it's like a 1920s alternate, and I use this for my uh, Saturday pulp game, where it's 1920s and it's that type of alternate. But if you come in from the fringe paths, everybody's moving at a quarter speed. You are effectively you're in a time stop spell. 
mm-hmm. where you get to move around and move things, but you can't interact with the people there because you're moving too fast for them. There are worlds where I'm sure if time is running slow, I'm sure that they would have worlds where you would look around and you have these buildings and you're not seeing anybody around. Yeah, because they're all zipping around you at four times the speed. I am sure the Tremeller and Final Worlds where time is advanced and something that can be made in four days, you'd get it in 24 hours because all we need to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the sped up world yeah, and the, the special order. Yeah, put it over on the sped up world and we'll have it for them in 24 hours. So, yeah. And also the Termelern, and I, again, folks, I go by the progress levels in OGL, D20 Modern, D20 Future. PL9 was time travel. The Termelern were PL10, which just means they were like the Gallifreyans in Doctor Who. They could grow time machines. I'm sure that the Termelern, with their knowledge of physics, just knew, knew don't travel in time. But well, I know that they would have they would have ways to speed up, like right. We time, talked like about Bangor, this. Maine. Yeah, yeah. We, like Bangor, we have Maine. a whole we have a whole episode on time travel where we yeah. talked about how would you make that work, you know, in in a campaign is you know in you know in a reasonable way for a role playing game and you know and I think it you know the the what we came up with with that with that discussion uh, fits pretty well with probably the way they would have done it. Yeah, I just I I know that Termellerns would have known about time travel. They would have a fantastic grasp on temporal physics. It's just they would say, "Okay, we know in going changing history, you're not going to be able to. We can't even compute the possible permutations if we step on a butterfly in this world's Cretaceous era. But we can speed up time in pocket areas to do things quicker." Well, I think that speeding up time is actually a lot better than slowing it down because. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, essentially, you know, if time travels faster, you're still interfacing with the rest of the universe on on you know close to a one to one basis. So it's like, yeah, you go in this world, and you know everything's you know you you know you, you it takes no time at all, and then you step back through the portal, and uh, you know, and and long time has passed. So, but as long as you you know don't try to actually go back in time and change yeah. things in the past, then you don't end up with any kind of real issues having to do with uh, um, uh, Con- causality and such. Yeah, yeah causality, yeah. yeah. So, right. yeah, I would think the Termeller knew about time travel and could harness it for their needs because they just knew, don't go back in the past. Right. The future so, is unwritten. The past is there. Right. Yeah, I think they would have that much control over time to make things quicker. Right. If you add a a... a specific item. Well, I want to do this and this. Okay, that's going to take a little bit of time. Not as much time as you think, but it'll take, like, instead of getting it in five minutes, it might take an hour. Right. Okay, yeah. Okay, so back to the engineering platform. You know, if one of these uh, 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 platform nations or whatever, you know, yeah. uh, actually uh, had access to a portal to one of these kinds of things, then that would be a huge strategic advantage for them because well, uh, yeah. economic, because they could theoretically you know, produce, you know, trade goods at a much faster rate. And if they were using slave labor to do it, because, uh, again, this is after the fall of Tamalern, the Commonwealth, and who knows what happened in those worlds, then, you you know, you basically have the equivalent of things produced for pennies where everyone else takes dollars. And, um, and you could basically undercut all the other worlds around you. So then, of course, you're going to end up having people other people say, well, you know, we're going to have to give you tariffs and things like that because otherwise, you know, it's... Uh, or what, uh, what's the term that they use these days? Oh, I'm going to have to choose violence. Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah. is that if you, if, if you basically say, hey, so-and-so is providing me this at a really cut-rate rate, then you become dependent upon them. And that's where a lot of trouble happens in history is where our... People that used to be our, uh, clients of us under our thumbs, colonies or whatever, you know, we got reliant upon them because they produced stuff for cheap. And then they turn around and said, you know, nope, sorry, we're we're now in charge and we're going to charge you the same price as everything else. We're like, well, we have no reason to deal with you then because, you know, it's uh, unless it's absolutely material, it's absolutely necessary, which is why yeah. on, on our world we have problems with the oil producing countries. Yeah, I firmly believe uh, that in 200 years, uh, no one's going to care about the Middle East 
at all because their oil will be expended. Yeah. Uh, but, well, you know, oil is a finite resource. And of course, I mean, we're going to get into some you know, global economics here. The U.S. has plenty of oil. Heck, we sell our oil to other countries. We're not tapping our own resources. Right. Well, we sell we it to like Venezuela and you right. know, all these other we countries. We do that yeah. because because the oil companies, it's not as profitable for them to refine that oil. You know, uh, it's easier for them to sell that oil to other countries and then buy the better crude from those other countries and then refine it here. So it's a great interdependence. It's the way it yeah. should be until someone goes and turns off the tap, you know, and then all of a sudden we yeah. got this problem. So, you know, that's one reason why energy independence has always been a great idea for national security. And these these various countries on this this uh, platform are, are going to be having to deal with that. So, but, you know, again, it's, it's the size of the moon, okay, which means that it's much smaller than our world. Let's say it's about the, I, I don't know the exact size of the moon in comparison, but let's say the size uh, of, um, oh, uh, uh, it's the same size as Europe okay. or Africa. Those are two pretty big places, you know, but, you know, that, uh, or even Asia, which, which pick a, pick a large continent like that. That's probably about the size. And then, you know, you, you've got lots of countries inside of those areas, you know, and they're going to be buttoned up against each other and they could be having warfare on each other as long as the fringe path allows them to. And even if they don't, okay, it's, it's, it's like, okay, fine, we're not going to fight on the French pass, but we're going to, you know, create battering rams or whatever. We're going to force our way, you know, through your portals, uh, and, and, you know, and uh, depending upon whether they have crystals to lock them down or whatever, uh, you know, and and then fight on the other side. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I we really haven't thought, you know, tried to create a campaign that takes place on this platform, but I'm just trying to think of all the things that would be major factors. You know, I could certainly see trade would be interesting because different worlds are going to have different materials that are cheap for them. Uh, and because we have, uh, I'm assuming we still have the gifted language going even on that platform, then uh the people who come out onto the platform to have discussions and stuff are all going to be speaking the same language. But, you know, and if you go through the portal to a world or whatever, all of a sudden your language is going to change. That could cause some problems uh, about written orders and such, because all of a sudden, you know, you, it may be harder for you to read it. You know, it'd be your native language. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and of course, they're going to be different races, literally different races, not just different amounts of melanin in their skin. You know, you, you have, you know, the, the dog people, the cat people, the bird people, the, the lizard people, you know, the elephant people and so forth, you know, uh, and they're all going to be interacting. I, 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 I would prefer myself, I'd prefer seeing this platform as having a huge mega city in it where, uh there was a uh, a comic book uh, from a company called Warp Graphics long, long time ago. And this place was called Sinishir. And it was a, uh, a city that crossed dozens and dozens of dimensions. And okay, I so, think I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was supported by a number of, of comics uh, that was produced by this company. The prime one was this one comic called Grimjack. Anyways, yeah. his, his his job was to basically, he was a troubleshooter, you know, and he would go get jobs to go into various parts of the city where different realities held sway. And it's just a matter, instead of going to different parts of the city, you go through portals. Now you're in basically the outskirts of the city on a world, you know, and, you know, you, some places you'll have monsters, some places you'll have different, you know, biologies, different physics, different like I say, magic, psionics, all those things. And of course, they're all still trying to keep this city running, <laughs> which which actually had a really, really funny story at one point in the comic where they were saying, how does the government work? And the way the government worked actually was everybody voted for their candidate with money. And uh, whatever the uh, whatever the, the, the money was in, in Sinisher, and whoever got the most money, 
he got to take everybody's money and use it to run the government for the next however long his term was. Wow, it's the golden rule that that we joke about as opposed to the one we're all supposed to. He who has the gold makes the rules. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, who has the most gold yeah. makes the rules because he gets everybody else's gold. So and and, and so there was a lot of you know tri, um, you know a, a a lot of misinformation and and uh, all kinds of uh, of uh, social engineering going on and and you know all kinds of lies would be spread about various candidates and there would be riots there would be all kinds of things and you know I, and and and, I, and during all of it there was this these big scoreboards with the tallies running and you could see how the money was going up or down so it's like the old Jerry Lewis telethon uh, boards yeah yeah right. oh absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, Anyways, that that was really cool. So you know, I, I I could that would be one way of, of basically dealing with the area. Saying is that if your if your your world is connected to this platform, okay, it wants to be in charge. Then you've got to pony up the majority of the money. You can't do it just by force of you know because it's a city. You can't just come in here and take over and force people to do it by because you're going to have about fifteen other twenty other forty other factions going. You know with probably as many guns as yours going, um, yeah. no. And people can always retreat into somebody else's portal. You know, okay, I, th okay, so basically you're saying that if it's a moon-sized platform, yeah. now you're saying that if if Earth Prime gets switched and there, it, because it says there was that Earth Prime gets moved to T Prime spot is, is yeah, that, that was the second option. Okay, let me let me get back there. I need to. I'm, I need yeah. to. I. Yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with the pro the prime platform, engineering platform. It just means that there's now the moon and, and Earth instead of T prime as the location and all the. Yeah, this setting swaps the Earth slash moon to the T prime location and initiates the 70 billion turnout returning to humanity's Earth. Yeah, because you're now in T prime's dimension. Right. Okay, I'm getting that. Okay, so now this is as if Earth prime is. Okay, are we no longer have a eight portal prime platform we've got one with well a hundred thousand oh no i would still see that all the nations of earth and all the continents would be partitioning off oh all these portals come to okay so we get these portals here they get these portals yeah i would see some type of of on this moon size platform some type of meeting place and i'm sure it would probably start off as some type of and it's how we evolve it's you know uh, not caravanserai. It's just where you would have traders meet up, and it would build up into a city afterwards. Yeah. And if first, it were first, you have trade, then you have fighting, then we fall back to trade again. But yeah, I could see that in the the center, you have this moon-sized metal disc, the portals all around the edges, and then in the center, you have well buildings, and it would just be yeah, a city, and just it would be probably. Because there would be, excuse me, so many different factions involved, this would not be a very uniform city. Everybody, I mean, they would have enough uniformity for everybody's portions to be accessible to each other. But if you go from one portion, let's say you go from the American portion to, say, the Middle Eastern portion, you're going to have different outlooks, different architecture, different layouts of streets. Sure. Yeah. And I could see that. And it would just be a mismatch. Yeah. And remember, a lot of these portals are actually going to places like pocket stops. I mean, they, they did a lot of experimentation yeah. using these portals There's a lot. So, you know, not they didn't always go to worlds, you know, or, or solar systems. Sometimes they just went to weird places. That oh, they, so you're saying this prime platform was kind of like prime alt system and star kind of all combined? In the sense that, yeah, I mean, they, they would, you know, like more like a, a giant alt. You know, okay. Uh, okay. I'm see. Oh wow. Okay, that just hit me like a brick bat between the eyes. There, the possibilities there. Yeah, yeah. I could see. Now, why now you're you're right. There could be that. multiple. It doesn't have to be. You know, it could be like multiple. Basically, like an alt platform, but with you know enough portals to go to multiple you know multiple locations on primes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying it's there's no as the saying goes. There's no rules. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm seeing a lot of. Well, because I would see, because that would that would take up a lot of energy in one place, breaching all of those various dimensional barriers. 
not yeah. just back to your prime, but Alt's here, 40 light years out this way, Mars of T prime. I could see why they would experiment and cut down energy expenditure as they radiated out until, oh, wait a minute. Hey, hey, boss, come here. Yeah, okay, I found a way to do this where it's the prime, eight alts of that prime, pick randomly. Yes, I said eight. Yes, that's more than enough. Stay focused here. You've got eight spots in the prime solar system and then platforms that lead to various eight systems all within 40 year, light years of the prime. And here's here's the catch, boss. It only takes three black holes and a neutron star's worth of energy. And I could see his director going, nah, that won't work. <laughs> no, come on. Just that, that that's really? What er, that's what everybody says. Some, you're yeah. cheating somewhere. You you got a decimal point in the wrong place. No, no, no. Here's yeah. my map. Look. Right. Son well, of a gun, it works. <laughs> yeah, well, imagine all. You know, imagine the people that came out with the first Univac, okay? And they said, you know, this takes like, a, a, you know, this takes how many thousands of, of amps of energy to run these machines? And it says, yeah, and, and this is like equal to 10, a million of them. And it takes like the equivalent of a, of a small a small flashlight cell. And again, nah. nah. That's <laughs> crazy talk. Yeah. No, I, I pretty much yeah, and and of course, and and when and can you imagine whenever they the 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 Tumelern sent the logic bomb through, all those portals on that platform all going into weird plat you know going into uh, you know uh, uh, oh the Mellor you mean yeah I was yeah the the the, the the Mellor the all the they're all now trouble portals. Oh, on the prime plat. Oh, that'd be messed. Oh. Well, on the prime well, well, by then, well, by then, T prime is destroyed, and the the ultimate diaspora began. So I'm sure, at the very most, the T primers were going, "What the heck's going on back home?" Oh, geez, what did they do? Oh, god. All right, get the engineers up working on that. What did they do? Oh, it's throughout the entire fringe system. Oh, we need more engineers. You know, well, like, yeah, except we're, the we're T primers just boat. left. It was the it was the uh, the engineers are the are the uh, Tamelern on the close alternates. Yeah, they're not also, they're not the yeah. the the actual T primers. Well, I, I'm on page fifty. Yeah, I said both sides of Tamelern species. They belong to the. Yeah, some were from the Commonwealth, and there were probably a few from T prime who said, "You know what? We'll go out and." Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm yeah, they I'm, were the ones that weren't willing to just give up on the Commonwealth, and and they felt right. an obligation to. To you know, to 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 see that see this through to the end. Well, I'm seeing also those Tamerlan T prime engineers. This is in some small way atonement for everything we did, making yeah. the Melor, making the Kegak. This hopefully, if we get all this fixed, we might be able to reestablish the Commonwealth someday. Right, because so the T sure the T primers. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah. But because the yeah. T primers essentially went on a uh, uh, a thousand year long, you know, uh, ocean cruise. Yeah, the seventy billion be. of them. You know, that's really big <laughs> boat on a really big ocean, folks. Yeah, but no, I I, I see that. Yeah, the the, the oh, and this is weird because I now have. Well, I okay. I think I've mentioned this. I have actually, and of course, it's house rules. So I pulled in other things to make this Termeller and. He is known as Schwad, and Schwad has already appeared in, I think this is the second or third campaign that I've played yeah. him in as an NPC. And and I'm sorry, having a Tremelin engineer, it's kind of like having the doctor with, you know, just, it, yeah. Yes, and, it's ridiculous. And so I've played him with Survivor Guilt, but it's along the lines of, you know, and I'll go into a monologue in character to either the old Thursday group or the current Friday group, because I have Schwad in the inner land fixing glitches that are wrong. Originally, the PCs are all what he... Oh, you're the patches. Excuse me? Yeah, you're the patches. There's stuff wrong with the inner land. Somebody sent out a patch alert on the repair ticket. And yeah, you guys were all brought here to help fix the stuff that's been leaching into the inner lands. So Schwad, oh, that's a new way I could play him, is that, do you know why I became an engineer? And then explain everything that the Tremellon did, thinking they had high motives and it all just went south. So guilt for causing the Melor, the Kegak, hiding the investigations, you know, trying to protect their children. 
oh, that's a new way I and I have a and my Friday game has come up. Oh, yes, this will be wonderful. OK, this explains a lot more with the Termellern and why there are engineers out there from T prime because the Commonwealth engineers, they just want to get the Commonwealth back. The T primers, they're doing that out of just Omega level guilt mm-hmm. for just how everything collapsed. You'd on think they prime. would. Yes. Well, that uh, the T primers. Yeah, it would definitely be guilt. I, I would think that. And there's a lot it, of it. And there's lots of spread around. Oh yeah. 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 But the T primers, I mean, as they even said in uh, fringe for the OGL, we put in there that, yeah, they they were hiding, they were stonewalling Commonwealth investigations concerning the Mellor and the Kegak, and then it came out. Wait a minute, you created these two races? This crap is all due to you? Hey, look, there's the door. It's our Commonwealth, you're gone. So the Termellorn took everything. Just, yeah. It, okay. It, it, I never saw it that exact way. I saw the fact that you hid it from us. Yeah. You broke, you broke the basic trust. Millions have died. And you and you and you you think you're you know that you are superior to us and that you have a right to hide that kind of information from us. No, we don't need you in charge of anything. You yeah. know, as you say, hit the, there's the door. Yeah. And the T primer said, fine. He says, you don't want us to fix it? Fine, you fix it. And they turned yeah. around and they left. But then they took the big system, they activated the fringeworthy filters and all the yeah. other things. It's like yeah. Well, they still did do stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because the fringeworthy filter was to keep the you know the 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 now collapsed Commonwealth from warring on each other. Yeah. It wasn't really to protect the uh, the Meller. That was a whole different thing. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's a there's that was anti- the Meller filter where yeah the anti Meller thing was already in place, but the, yeah. the fringeworthy thing was to keep the Commonwealth from warring on each other without you know since they no longer had the big system and the communications sucked and everything else. And you also, yeah, you also had them. It was the electrical, magnetic, and radioactive barriers, too. So oh, yeah, all that were, stuff. That was yeah. all to basically keep people from hurting each other as little as possible. Yeah. Because, you know, it really wasn't that hard, especially on an alternate, to go from one one portal to another and then just do terrible things to people on the other side. Yeah. So, you know, it was just it was just trying to keep it localized. Yeah, trying to damage control in a way, you know. So the Termellon were still trying to be nice. It's just you're fighting one enemy. We're going to try to mitigate you fighting amongst yourselves. Yeah, we're not going to be there to watch you and do stuff. So that means we're we're going to put these draconian measures down that says, okay, if you're going to do it, we're going to make you work for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then of course the Mellor found the hack around it, which is you take you assume a fringeworthy form, you take a crystal key, you embed it in your body. You're good to go. You can walk around the fringe paths freely. The right. mutant defense system won't kick in and you won't get blasted with D100 points of energy damage every round until you get off the platform. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so, uh, yeah, like I said, we really haven't fleshed out what the uh, uh, what it's like but uh, on, on the t- thing. But, you know, uh, I developed a whole lot of things to uh, produce power. Uh, on the fringe pass, so you could expect to see a lot of that kind of stuff also happening. There, you know, there would be significantly different weather, I would think, on on a platform that's a uh, you know the the size of a moon. Well, I mean, you have more oxygen, you have more airflow because we know we've already ad nauseum ad infinitum, folks, described. Oh, the gravity shear and the wind flow and the temperature and the gravity, and that's for a platform six hundred. 13 feet across. Obviously, if you have one the size, the area of surface area of Earth's moon, that's a lot more air, a lot more, you know, other factors going in. So yeah, the weather on that T-prime platform would be much more radical and much more uh, susceptible to change. You would have to have a much bigger control mechanisms to make sure that it's not too, you know, that the Goldilocks zone would be more in place. So I could see that, yeah, the T-prime platform, that moon-sized platform, would have a lot more um, vigilance as far as, because also fringe weather coming in. Well, no, let's see. The fringe weather was due to the, I think the fringe weather was due to the logic bomb as well, was it? When the Mellor set off the logic bomb, that's when all of a sudden the weird fringe weather came in. I got the impression that some of it was from the logic bomb, but other it was just a cleaning system. Keep everything nice and clean. Hmm. Now I need to look at the fringe weather system here. Um, yeah, and just 
Well, yeah, and then, okay, here you go. Explain the reign of frogs or the glop that has no use for it whatsoever. Yeah, I'm kind of like, wait, a cleaning system? Well, yeah, like I said, some of it. I think the Logic Bomb also did some others as well, though. But yeah, like the the the, the cloud of frogs, yeah, I, I don't see a, a point to that. But the glop, yeah, I mean, I could see it going either way. Maybe it's some kind of antibacterial agent. Yeah. Okay, so um, I just I just pulled it up. The... Uh... Uh, the diameter of the platform, if it's the size of our moon, is 4.3 thousand miles across. But is that the diameter or the surface area of the moon? Because that's what I th- understood was like... The surface port- area would be like square miles. I the think. surface yeah. area is 14.6 million square miles. Okay? You turn... You, you basically... You, you do the... You do the, uh, the diameter of that... And it w- in miles, it would be 4,311. Okay. So that's how far across. Basically, it's bigger than the width of the United States. Yeah, let's see. 4,300 4, miles, you said? Yeah, 4,300 miles across. So that's about eight times the size of a normal French platform. Oh, no. Much, much bigger. We're talking miles. Oh, 600 feet. feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do the 14.6 million, uh, uh, and that's square miles, and divide that by... Well, no, I'll just do the, the width. So it's, you said 4,300 well, miles? You're, there you're stacking the, the platforms on top of each other to match the width. So I'm just saying... It's, it's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing the square mile thing. No, right. it just... Okay, I'm just saying is that's, that's already wider than the United States, okay? So you take the width of the United States and you turn that into a circle. So that would basically include all of Canada and all of Mexico. So basically the entire North American, North American continent, okay, assuming it was all filled in, no, no, um, you know, uh, you know, no Bay of, of Mexico and rest of that stuff. You know, that's the size we're talking about. On okay, that. then I did the math here as far as 4,300 miles times 5,280 feet divided by 600. And if this Facebook, 37,840 times the size of a normal fringe platform. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> so just, I could just see a bit, just a bit. You could put easily if, 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 Option two was chosen at the end of Portals 4. You could have a city there easily. Heck, it would be oh. a megalopolis. Heck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Our, our You'd me- have multiple cities. Yeah, yeah, our mega cities on this world, which again... There'd probably be have... trains. There'd probably be steam-powered oh, yeah. trains. Yeah, well, you'd have Running to be between them. them. Yeah. But you would have... Okay, we have our mega cities. We got London, Rome, Paris, Tokyo. Yeah. L.A. and New York are considered mega cities because they are... The boroughs of New York are actually cities in and of themselves. They just decide, hey, we're going to be one big city. So all these mega cities that you know of around the world, piffle to compare to what you could put on that moon-sized platform. But remember, Back. it has all the same problems, which is, is that there's no water. except yeah. what, So you have to bring the water onto the platform. Now, once You'd be it's there, pipelines through, yeah, certain portals would be designated. So let's say on the minimum... Every entity that has access to portals, let's say they everyone has a minimum of 10 portals. Let's say the smallest area would get, oh, you still get these 10 portals. They would probably have to designate at least one for fresh water and one for sewage. Or you could just have the two pipes running through the same portal, no foot. Or you could throw it off the platform. Okay, yeah, there is that true. You just okay, but you know, the- it is it is a four thousand mile across. So if you're in the center, <laughs> okay. So I'm just saying, is that the center might turn out to be a bit of a bad land because you know, or unless of course there's portals there for you to go and take it in. See, uh, that's I kind of imagine this as being very much like uh, Sigil from uh, Planescape. Yeah, okay. Sigil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it it would be you'd you'd have portals all over that thing and buildings built around them and i also imagine that at least during its heyday this thing probably didn't follow the regular rules of the platform in the french path they probably had electricity they um they had oh originally i would have small portals bringing in water and all that biotech they would have all that there you would have 
biotech to make electricity and yeah. mm-hmm. bring but water. But we're talking about a thousand years later now. But yeah, so. now if we're talking about today, you're yeah, you're it's you're gonna any explorers who come here are gonna find like, well, they obviously had electricity. How did that happen? Yeah. It may be there's a lot, there could be entire ghost towns where people abandoned them because, you know, what they were, what, what was being provided to them, you know, on the platform just dried up, literally. Because here's the problem about, you can't just go and take the water and you can't put it into a container or something like that. But the water, as it evaporates in the air, gets taken, taken across and underneath, okay, and it gets absorbed on the underside of the platform. Okay, and so it's always going to be losing water. Uh, now, of course, you know the this is a much much larger platform. So there, theoretically, you know, it would take longer for that to happen. You know, compared to a 600 foot wide platform. Okay, but I'm just saying is that they would constantly have to bring in fresh water. Uh, you know, to just provide what they they need in order to live there. You know, but uh, you know, and and you know, and maybe they have, they're doing things. Like I said, steam is probably going to be a big deal on the platform, I would think, because it doesn't require electricity. Uh, there's lots of, man, you know, there's lots of things that operate off of mechanical linkages and, uh, you know, uh, uh, spinning governors and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they did back, you know, before they had electricity to run things. Okay, so, and yes, there, there, there could also be some biotech that could be used to as mechanical and intelligent mechanical linkages and things like that. Um, that would be very interesting. Um, but you know, but if you do go toward the side of using a lot of of um, uh, of steam, then of course you're constantly throwing water into the atmosphere, into the environment, and it doesn't become as dry as it is on the rest of the fringe pass. And let's say the smoke is going to you know be concentrated where it's produced, but then it's going to flow away and then it goes over the edge and gets sucked underneath and, and, uh, and all the rest of that stuff. So it's, uh, and of course, you know, like I said, it's just be like a regular platform where the air flows down, but not as much because it's 4,000 miles across. Okay. And then it goes out and it goes, rises back up again, because it, unless you say that the, it's, it's more than 91 feet to the atmosphere ending. If it's if it's thousands of miles, well, then we have a whole different, you know, uh, atmosphere dynamic going. But if yeah, it's just that's that, what I'm thinking because it's that size. I would think that the the parameters that we see for the fringe platforms would be different. That would have been another thing that would have been brought yeah. to a more uniform metric. Well, that's you know that's that's something to consider if you're going to do yeah. that. Whether yeah. you're going to have the those same, you know, the hundred, you know, uh, ninety-seven feet to the uh, to the no atmosphere, and then another forty-something feet to the uh, matter-energy interface, you know, because yeah. uh, if you if you like, you know, turn those into miles instead of feet, then you know you you can, well, heck, I mean, well, you know, well, the energy output would be different, and that's why I could see that. Okay, we built this prime platform, and yeah, the ener- the, the, the aerodynamics and all that. Yeah, this is a lot. Okay, let's as we go out to other platforms, let's try to bring it down a little. And yeah. again, you would see that gradation to the eventual node setup, six hundred thirteen right. feet, ninety-seven miles, all that. Right. But yeah, because, no. Because the, if you don't do that, stupid. Yeah. Yeah, Trav, If you don't do that, okay, then the air doesn't get to the edge of the platform and get underneath to be renewed. So the center of the platform actually has bad air. Yeah. The outer part of the platform has better air. So the very center of the platform yeah. could actually be unlivable. Oh, okay. So anyways, it's, these are all, so like, you know, our, our general listeners, as you're hearing this, says, you know, if you do this, you, you start talking about these mega structures, you know, things that work really well in the small, you know, can be, you know, you might have to say, well, they had to do things differently. You know, maybe the platform produces atmosphere instead of just filtering it. You know, maybe it does a lot of different things because we know the platforms are, uh, you know, uh, are four foot thick, but they're actually much thicker. There's actually a lot more mass in there than four foot's worth. 
It's basically yeah. it's 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 bent space inside those platforms, which is why, of course, it's very hard to hurt them. Um, but that's also why they provide gravity. So if you have a you know a, an, you know a so planet, because it's because it's so because these platforms are so thick, they basically generate their own gravitational field. Right. That's exactly. Okay. That's why right. when you All go right. at the edge. See, the, the vectors of the gravity doesn't pull at you directly that way at the edge, and that's why it's almost no gravity right at the edge where you go over. And that's why there's almost no gravity. You know. Now, you know, there is a gravity shear, okay, because, you know, otherwise you would still get a lot more, you know, uh, at, at the edge of the platform. But we don't need to get into that. This, uh, yeah. We've talked about that before. And, and, and I refer you guys back to earlier podcasts where we did talk about that sort of thing. Uh, Anyways, um, so say we so we, we it, I think that in modern day uh, it would be an interesting mix of uh, of steampunk, ultra tech in the biological sense. Yeah, and just a whole mishmash of of uh, of cultures and points of view and and other things like that. So. Uh, what you know, and and what could be the basis of trade in one area might be completely different because of what's available to the portals that are in that area, and I think there would be a train system of some kind going across it, and you know maybe uh, uh, they have uh, you know maybe they have power power but like force generation uh, 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 platform things all the way around the edge of the platform. Because you know, using the gravity shear, have gravity shear motors to go and pump things, and maybe there's manufacturing there. I don't know. It's not producing electricity. That much we know. Yeah. Uh, but that would also get in the way of trains using the edge of the of the platform to power themselves using the same gravity motor idea. Because those manufacturing centers would be in their way. So that's why I'm saying is that I really think that probably if they have trains, they're being powered by diesel or coal or whatever else like like you know like steampunk yeah so uh that's that's how i see that you know uh but it's really really broad strokes <laughs> uh jonathan you got anything else you want to throw in here to make us go wow we never thought about that gee wish we had more time oh man just the the idea of a massive megalopolis on t prime platform is is racking my brain with all sorts of ideas i i i i think this is something i want to revisit in the future yeah because you know a lot of these people are going to be people who left you know what came from other places in the uh commonwealth when it all went to hell thinking that they were going to find you know refuge and safety and real civilization they got here and they found out it was just as big a wreck as what they left but now they they now they probably didn't have the resources to go back yeah or the the the, the bravery trap got anything you want to any more bombs you want to drop on us about just this whole t prime platform yeah, anything and- that we haven't talked about that you've been burning to mention but we don't have time to develop i i nothing comes to mind i mean the stuff that we've come up with here has blown my mind because I just saw it as one big empty platform with a ring of portals all around it. I never envisioned that it could be this and this and this and have this. It just, yeah. So I'm, I'm still in holy crap mode. I'll yeah. probably bring up stuff later. <laughs> well, remember, okay. Remember that the air flows upwards and, and yeah, the air tends to fall back down uh, onto the platform, which is why we have the downward pressure and outward. But the air actually still continues up in the zero G. So it's quite possible that you could have an entire zero G civilization over top of this platform at, oh. at, orbi- at orbital distance where they're actually in zero G and they have, you know, that. And, they, and they're looking down, you know, at, at, at the platform and, you know, something like, oh. you know, uh, um, Oh, um, shoot, now I'm th- I can't think I'd of it. I'd be getting uh, a sort of a grounder and spacer relationship from yeah. FTL. Right, you know, and because- That's what I'd can, be getting. Because you can literally, you know, by using like a parachute, you can literally be carried all the way up, you know, in, into orbit. So, you know, they could have people up there who just want to live in zero G for, you know, maybe there's a reason. I mean, we, we, have, we find our bodies get worse 
when we're in zero G, but not all yeah. races are necessarily the same. Maybe some people live forever when they're in zero G because there's no stress on their hearts and things well, like that. Well, yeah. Then, well, then again, yeah, it's biotech. You know, they were the Tamela and they could have, you know, come up with something like that. And it's like, oh, look here, you know. You yeah. Got- and some of these people are still going to be immortal. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, so you, I would think there'd be at least one quasi orbital uh, uh, city up in, uh, in and you in, might in, have um uh oh god big cable shoots cars up you could have like a beanstalk type thing going and it could be you know either steam powered or biotech powered and just oh you want to go up there okay get in the car and you ride up there for right an because hour. you have air you can still run you literally could still run a uh, steam engine so yeah. you get to a certain point and basically you got the thing where it clamps around the the wheels like. Um, you know, and, and it's literally just driving itself up, <laughs> up these rails that are vertical now going up, 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 up. So you really have, you know, Ooh, another, uh, Ooh, another way to do energy. Um, I don't know. You'd be able to convert to electricity. You might have, excuse me, do a biotech thing, but a wind farm on the area where the air is strongest. Yeah. Have, you know, you know, just windmills like on the very outer edge of the platform and then yeah. just, you know. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, definitely could do that. Sure, if, if if that was more efficient than using the gravity motors. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's the humans that are making this city after they get deposited on, you know, in T Prime's realm, okay, we're going to do this. We need to get energy. Wait a minute, we got windmills. Those are cheap and easy to make. Gravity motors would probably take down the line. They might, you know, phase out the windmills. Oh, these gravity motors do more than the windmills do. Okay, and yeah. But they might come up with the windmills first. People are going to people are going to do what they what they understand first, and we've yeah right. And, and I we've had lots of discussions about the fact that people every time I describe the gravity motor to them, even though it can be made out of common household materials, they all think of it as black magic. Yeah. yeah. So you know, yeah, some people are going to look again look at a windmill, phrase, and they're going to say, again, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Gravity motor? Uh, what, are, what are you talking about? Again, Burn the witch. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, we've rambled a lot on this topic, but uh, we hope you got some good out of it. Uh, we talked about Portals 4, and if you haven't gotten it and you're in into Fringeworthy, I do recommend it because it, you know, it is Richard trying his very best to put a bu- nice, pretty bow on, on the uh, Fringeworthy story. Yeah. Uh, and it's got a lot of information in it that you're like, I didn't know that. So, uh, and uh, uh, we, we, you know, we think that the uh, the engineering platform off outside of T Prime is a fantastic place to uh, change up the way you're doing your Fringeworthy campaign because we've had a lot of people who said, you know, I like everything about Fringeworthy except this this crazy thing about having to travel 49 miles to go to another set of portals. He says, why why can't there be an easier way of doing it? Well. You know, a 4,000-mile wide platform that has any number of portals on it uh, could be your ticket. So don't think that there isn't a, a place in Fringeworthy for whatever idea you have, because basically Fringeworthy doesn't really have any limits. They just have guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 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 Real quick, do you want me to go through all the, the various media for our listeners to contact us? Sure, go ahead. Okay, fans of the Gaming on the Frontier podcast on Facebook. Fringeworthy RPG fans on Facebook. Uh, Sure, Bureau 13 Agents Everywhere on Facebook. Um, Leave a favorable, hopefully five-star review on iTunes. Yay! Uh, Yeah, tritechsystems.podbean.com. I do believe you can give comments there on the various episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, all three of us are easily acceptable, accessible. Well, we are acceptable, too. I mean... You come at, as long as you're not coming at us with threats, you know. Um, yeah, we all can be contacted on various things, Facebook, whatever. We are more than happy to answer your questions on this and all the other topics that we've discussed now 14 and a half years. Yeah. So try, um, try, try to, to stump us. We love that. Oh, yeah. No, give us where we got to sit down and hash this stuff out. Yeah, Make we will think. get back to you. It's just, oh, we probably minute. turned it into a topic. There you go, and hey, this has happened before. You might even be on here. (laughs) 
as I steeple my fingers and click the fingertips together evilly. Yes. So there are plenty of ways to get a hold of us to comment, compliment, push us to really, you know, put our brain power together, our century of tabletop experience to help you get answers. So, yeah. Remember that every game that's out there, whether it was created 40 years ago or is coming out this year, can actually be in Fridgeworthy. It could be on a world that is on the fringe pass with the re- with the rules of reality that are unique to that particular system. Those are the rules of reality of that of that universe. So you literally can play every possible game there is, and if you like, you can then go from one world, one game to another, and make you know make a multi- a mega game. Uh, which oh yeah, done like many I, times. So like I have with my big blue binder, folks. I've told you about it before. I printed out all of Rich's worlds, and I have in pencil me, the professor, Goth Bunny, Jeff the Ref. We've all written in it, left our marks there, and I've got old campaigns, intellectual properties. We've done the episodes. Go back to them, adding Fringeworthy too. You can get your old big blue binder started and make your own metaverse. Right. So different as long, games. As long, you know, if you have any inkling to mix some, your, your chocolate with your peanut butter, Fringeworthy oh, yeah. is the game to do it. Mm-hmm. So thanks, everybody, for listening to us. We'll have more for you next week, but you'll have to wait until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.